With so many channels to choose from, how do you know where best to apply your marketing budget? Today, we're going to talk about organic and paid traffic, exploring the pros and cons, and helping you learn how to strike the best balance for your campaigns. Are you a startup founder or CMO trying to grow your brand? There's good news. You're not the first. Our growth team is committed to learning and earning the skills and strategies high growth companies have used to build their businesses. And now we're sharing them with you. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. Welcome to Growth Team Radio. I'm your host, Mallory Kuhn, growth marketer at Lean Labs. I'm joined today by Chris Dubois, CEO of Lean Labs, and special guest Matt Kennard, senior growth marketer at Lean Labs. Hi, guys. How are we doing today? Good. Doing really good. Really Excellent. Good. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about organic traffic, paid traffic, all of that good stuff. So let's start with just something pretty basic. Um, what is your history with using organic search and using um, pay-per-click? So we'll start with Matt. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, or, organic, I mean, that's something that, I mean, out of Oh, last semester of college, I started at a, at another web uh, development web design agency. Um, creating blog content was you know part of what we did in addition to websites, in addition to doing stuff for social media. Um, so that's been a uh, at this point, I'm looking at the calendar on my computer and my date. The day on my computer, that's a ten plus uh, year uh, experience with that. Um, with PBC, um, it, it is a little bit varied there. So. Um, you know, the agency that I, that I worked with at the time, uh, we did offer that service. And at one point we were even required for a job to go through the whole Google, uh, Google ads, uh, certifications. I'm talking like, uh, search display network, mobile video, like all that, all that stuff, which was uh, a joy to, uh, a joy to do, uh, all of that, uh, all that learning, um, in terms of running it, you know, for, for clients that didn't get sold a whole lot, and we can get into that in, in a little bit and kind of the reasons why. Um, that probably has shaped my views on uh, my views generally on PPC. Um, but, um, but yeah, I ran it for a few clients here and there, never very large budgets, um, probably not the right clients to be running PPC with. Um, but that's basically my, my history with it. Nice. What about you, Chris? Yeah, so a lot of my experience has been like hit or miss. I've worked with, I've got a friend who um, runs an ad agency specifically. And so I've kind of like picked his brain on things to see like what we can do better. And we've run some ad campaigns here at Lean Labs. Um, I've run some with some clients that I consult with as well. And it's a, it's a, a learning experience because you have to apply a lot of budget in order to see what works. And so um, I have mixed feelings because I do think there are benefits to it. But it's like you really have to be ready to to front some some cash in order to see where you can actually make the most uh, or get the most value from it. And so, yeah, yeah. So with that, is that kind of similar to your history and feelings with it, Matt? You said you had some some experience that you wanted to dive into specifically with PPC. Yeah. So I'm not going to say a blanket statement and say that I I don't think PPC works. Obviously, it does. Um, it's just, it's just, I think the implementation of it, who it's right for, uh, and 
budget size and all of that just gets messed up all the time. You know, it was the case, it was the case. And, you know, I referenced this agency, you know, I left there in 2019. So we're talking probably the 2015 or 2019 timeframe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, these were, these were small, um, generally small companies in, in healthcare, particularly in, you know, providing like actual medical equipment and things like that, selling those things, but not selling them on their sites. These were not e-commerce sites, but they did sell them. Essentially on the website, you could, um, you know, there was a product catalog and everything, but you could, um, you could uh, just put in a, a, you know, a request for, for pricing and someone reach out to you and they do it that way because then there's insurance that gets involved and all that. And then, you know, these being, you know, uh, smaller, smaller companies, they didn't have the, uh, the uh, the resources for e-commerce or for processing all them you know doing all the insurance stuff right there on their on their website um so that, that was that was mistake i think mistake number one is, is that it's, the audience was just not right uh for pvc like when we're talking about pvc and who it's who it's right for and how it can be best used um in, in my mind it's it's really suitable for people who have the budget with it and who have some who have some, uh, you know, some, definitely some product market fit, some message message market fit, where they have a sales pipeline that's going, they have revenue coming in, um, you know, from a you know from uh, a website that's producing leads down to uh, you know a an offers and, and connection value offers as we call them, basically demos that are producing producing paying customers, uh, and they have that down and, and are looking for a way to. Um, it was really kind of grow that niche. I'm not going to talk about e-commerce. That's not my, that's not my specialty. Obviously that's a whole different animal. Just talking to the B2B realm. Um, that's, that's really, I think who is for is you have to have the, the budget for it because you know, you can, there's, there's no such thing as just like I'm trying to dip your toe into PPC. Like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to, we're going to run it for a month and see what happens. Well, the problem with that is that, uh, so much change there's you're not doing stuff in a vacuum other people are also bidding on the same things that you're bidding on and how do you know like unless you're evaluating literally every single day and have the time uh and the resources to essentially evaluate every single day all this data that's coming in like how are you ever supposed to make meaningful changes in 30 60 even 90 days i don't think is is that's probably 90 days is probably the the minimum to to run something um and um have any kind of insight into, into what's working um so i think that's that's a big thing pages that you're the page that you're linking to the ad creative uh which you know when we're talking strict like paid search so you know paid search if we're talking you know just to, to delineate from, from ppc like paid search is you get you get text and you have to run so many variations of it to test it and do all that stuff that works and it's just not my experience with it was just that's not what the budget was for it's like oh create five variations of an ad here's a whole bunch of keywords to go after because the budget budget is so little and we only have like 30 days to try and prove something to that just it was set up to fail from the beginning um and so that was you know that's really my my thoughts on it is uh you gotta have the right gotta have the right uh the right the right client if you're you know for an agency or, or in you know if you're within a brand you got to have some revenue it can't be you're just oh we need more leads so we're just going to turn on ppc for a bit because uh, what you see experience some success there you have to keep paying to get that going versus organic which is like a you know it's essentially a one-time cost to create a great piece of content and then it's out there and you should do some distribution as well which you can do through like paid social or email or other 
platforms, but if you create a great piece of content, um, like that can, it's, it's, it's essentially a one-time cost, maybe a second time you go to, to refresh it after it's been up for a bit. Um, but that's really the way that I, really the, the way that I look at it. Yeah. I think a lot of business leaders as well view who, who aren't as familiar with just how to run good ad campaigns. think there is just like a trade of price up front. Like I'm going to put some money into this and it's like a vending machine. I'm going to get stuff out forgetting the whole like creative element of having to test different ads and see what works and what, you know, what doesn't. One of the, one of the agencies that we had partnered with for some ads, um, they were just explaining some of their rationale and some of their thoughts around it. And they said something to the effect of it's going to cost about a hundred thousand dollars to see what works. So you can either put a ton of money up front and we see what works right away and then we're golden or we just slowly try figuring this out. Maybe we get lucky, you know, and then 10 months from now after putting 10 K a month, we, we pretty much have it. Um, that was like a little discomforting at the same time. Right. I feel like a lot of what we're saying is like ads are dangerous. Be careful. But in reality, like they are good in some situations. You just have to be deliberate about using them. They're not a, the the end all solution to uh to driving leads and so well speaking of it being the end all solution what would you recommend so if they're if you're speaking with a marketer or you know a cmo or something who is determined to use a paid only approach to their traffic um we'll start with chris on this do you have any like what would you recommend so i like looking at like two kind of frames of marketing, right? You got lead gen and branding. And so lead gen is going to be more in like quick wins. How do we how do we just acquire more leads right now versus branding, which is like a much more long-term approach? Both are important. And a lot of times, if you're a starting company, you don't have enough pipeline and current revenue in order to, to focus completely on brand because it's a much slower um, pace as far as generating new leads. And so you want to do some lead gen, like a majority lead gen, right? Like 90% so that you're getting people in the door so that you can use that money to now fund more marketing efforts um, where you can start applying more branding. And over time, you keep moving into more branding because so like Nike, right? Doesn't need to necessarily pitch an ad in order to build some trust with people. Like there's name recognition. They have a brand behind them. Um, and so now any like lead gen, right? Any ads and stuff is going to go to an initial product launch and like, pushing out whatever they're trying to do in order to get some quick, quick motion there. Uh, if you go back and look at any of like the bigger B2B companies, even right, they started with a lot more lead gen, build traction, get people in the door, use that money now to fund everything else that they're trying to do with brand building. And then they can do it that way. And so I would say to a CMO who's looking at whether they should be using, uh, or they're like set on using ads. It's like, have a plan to use them knowing that you simultaneously have to be doing some brand building and knowing you're going to start phasing a lot of that out in order to do more cost-effective things for your brand building. Uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, excellent. Matt, do you have any other thoughts about it or something different if you have a different approach to how you would uh, recommend something to a marketer with that view set? Yeah, I mean, if a, if a CMO is saying... Uh, I just want to do paid only uh, approach traffic. I would tell that marketer to buff up their resume and start sending it out. I mean, that's, 
<laughs> that's, that that's I don't know if anyone is is thinking that way, but that's just an it's an asinine way of thinking. Um, it's just not like if you think about what the 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 purpose of paid search you're looking at you're bidding on words that people are that people are are searching like it is you're you're you are capturing demand and this kind of goes to to what kind of what chris was saying is like you have to in order to create that demand in the first place you have to be creating content that educates people on on the market and what's going on what problems they face that they might not even know about um, and you can use some paid means to dis- again to distribute that to distribute that content through you know through uh, through paid social and some targeting there through email and, and other stuff. Um, but I, I just I just think that, that just having a mindset that you're going to win through uh, through paid is is ridiculous. It has to it has to be a combination of creating valuable, shareable, insightful. Uh, hopefully original insights that you're that you're saying, hey, we did this and this is what we learned or we did some research and this is what came out of it uh, type content to kind of build, into, again, to build demand, build awareness of, of who you are and how you can help and all that. And then, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, any kind of, uh, any kind of paid, um, paid platform, whether that is, uh, that's PPC, you know, Google search ads, Google display ads, um, you know, that's, that's paid social, those that if people know who your brand is, or at least encountered your brand they're you're more likely to see success with those, you know, with those, those paid initiatives. Um, it, it has, it has to be a balance. And until you get the organic part of it, right. And you are creating great content that is helpful, insightful, um, you know, helps people understand problems that they might they might know or they might you know shed a light on a problem they didn't know that they had uh, i don't know how you can you can pump pump money into it and say that you have any you know chance of winning that right so we seem to be in agreement that balance is necessary so let's flip uh onto the other side of the conversation here let's talk a little bit about organic traffic so what are some of the strengths the greatest strengths of organic traffic pursuing that approach um, i'm going to kick this to matt first the strengths of pursuing an organic approach. So number one, I say number one is that you are creating, you're creating assets that are going to last longer. There's no on off button unless you unpublish that. Like if you get traffic to your site through paid, once you turn that off, that traffic is gone. Right. People might come back to you directly, you know, because they remember your URL or your brand. You might get some lift from that. But by and large, that traffic is gone. Um, you know, so from, from the organic side of things, like, um, you, you're creating, you're creating assets like that are going to be, uh, both helpful at creating traffic, but also at educating, just educating your audience. Um, and it, again, it's not just about your, your product. It might be about, you know, metrics that they're responsible for moving up and down their jobs that their bosses, <laughs> that they, they're responsible to their bosses for, uh, it might be, uh, just, it might just be parts of their job that they are responsible for that you can help create content around and say, like, hey, have you, uh, you know, here's how to do this, this thing better. Oh, and by the way, this is, you know, if you're looking for a better way to, to do it than what you currently have, here's a way to, to do that. Uh, it doesn't leave with the, it doesn't leave with the, the product or the solution. It leads with help being helpful and answering, you know, answering the question uh, and, and just helping them, 
hopefully would be better in their life, in their in their work life. And if that happens to be uh, that your product can help them do that, then then so be it. Um, oh, sorry, I got I got down a thought train there. Um, <laughs> it's great. We love that. <laughs> um, yeah. Did I did I answer the original question? Yes. No. Completely. I think that it's uh, the strengths with organic traffic. It's you know it, it isn't just an on off like it it is with with a more paid uh, search approach, uh, and that you know by offering valuable content, um, a you're building trust by showing that you are just a brand capable of providing value, but b you're drawing in the right kinds of people uh, that are interested in the kind. Assuming you're producing. Uh, the right content. <laughs> um, There's also the aspect of it that, like, I don't know, maybe my my mom I'm about to ostracize the entire generation here, but like, other than baby boomers, like everyone else knows what an ad looks like and knows that if you could, like that if people are paying to be to get up in, in in front of you and get your paying for eyeballs, like it's not yep. necessarily going to give you the best result. Sorry, my, to my mom and. Now that she's listening to this, but in the entire baby boomer generation, that's a generalization. But like people can people can recognize ads whether they're seeing it on a screen or they're hearing it. Like people are a lot. I'll say they're a lot better in general. I'd understand it than they were five, ten years ago. Right. Um, and the fact that Google labels those in search and that on social platforms they have to have a label of promotion. Like you're already you're you're, you're already fighting that that battle. But if you see something like you do a search uh, for a problem you're having or something you're interested in. Um, you find content that aligns with that. That's just a much, you're making a, they're making a much stronger connection with that piece of content versus something that someone paid to put in front of you. Right. Um, There's probably just like analogy for that, but yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking as a, as a millennial here, I, I do when I'm Googling, looking for something, I scroll past the ads. I don't even look at them. Uh, I scroll to the first organic result. Uh, I always have. So I view that as, like someone cutting a line, right? Like <laughs> you see that you're, everybody's unhappy with them as like period. But like you wouldn't go to them for something because you're like, I don't trust that person. Right. The organic traffic that's like earned its way onto this page is like, you're going to give it more, more credit because it's worked its way there. Like on purpose, it waited in line and did the stuff that it needed to do in order to get there. Um, versus the, the paid approach, right? You can't go, you're standing in line at Disney World and someone hits the fast pass next to you and you've been waiting in line for 30 minutes, you're you're upset with that person. They're <laughs> they're legit. They're using like it's a approach they can use. Right. But you're still like, uh, uh but yeah. <clears throat> no, that's a great analogy. I love that. Um, Chris, do you have any other thoughts on the strengths of organic traffic? Yeah, kind of building on something else Matt had said. All right. So you create that content once, now it's there. And assuming you've done everything right in creating that content. You actually address the problem someone's having to give them the answer they're looking for, right? You now get to lead with the snowball effect. Like that content's only going to continue growing. The more metrics um, it that piece of content acquires, the easier it is for Google to say, hey, we this article right here, this piece of content you've, uh, you've created will help people with this. So I'm going to show it to more people, right? And so like that's separately, that's a, a con of... <laughs> of organic is that Google's opinion matters. Um, right. <laughs> Bing, Bing and everything else a little less so, but, but like <laughs> Google's opinion does matter. And so you got to take that into consideration, but um, that snowball effect means you create it once and now it's just going to keep going. Yeah. You might jump in and like update it every now and then, but like, it's just going to keep growing. And that's how you get to like that number one spot. 
And once you're there, it's like, yeah, you still got to give it some attention, but like it's working for you like day and night. You don't have to keep paying to run ads that as soon as you turn off that payment, right, all that traffic goes away. Um, and, and the cost just keeps snowballing for ads versus right. paying one, one time and not having to deal with it again for, uh, organic. Um, I would say the content that you're creating also gets to be very targeted, right? Same, like you, you target with ads and things like that. Um, but with anytime you're creating content, like you get, you can go really in depth on what you're, you're giving the person. And so, so you're able to actually address a very, very specific person. And then within that content, you're also able to say, if this, you know, related reading, if this is more uh, what you need, go here or like, you know, you can give them all these different avenues within this content to kind of keep helping them. Um, Right. Once they're in the door, you can try to keep them there. (laughs) Excellent. Well, we know it can't all be sunshine and roses, though. Um, so there's gonna be challenges with any approach. Um, so let's talk about some of the challenges, um, that we encounter when we are using organic. Um, let's start with Chris this time. Yeah. So the first, it's going to be probably the time that it takes for that snowball effect to actually take effect. Um, it can be, you know, as fast as months for some content to finally start ranking. Usually it's going to be longer than that. Um, the better you are at writing content and answering, addressing specifically, you know, what the user is actually looking for, um, the faster it's going to be, but, and like, you, but you need like site, like your domain authority needs to be higher. And so if like you're a brand new site starting out, it's gonna be really hard. And so like, that's where you start looking at the competition too, where like, if you're coming into a market that's already well-defined, it's going to be much harder to get your content ranking just because other sites have been around longer. They have more content, their page authorities are higher, which means their domain authority is higher. It's just going to take more time. Um, so that can be super annoying. But you can also you know, amplify your content, distribute it through some paid approaches in order to help that. Um, get more people in, boost some of the, the metrics that Google needs in order to decide if it's worth ranking. And then like that's kind of your, your ticket around it. Um, <clears throat> it's also super frustrating when you're in an emerging market because a lot of people aren't searching for that type of content. And so like we have one, one client who's in a more emerging market. You look at all of the search terms and everything is like the volume is, you know, 30 visits a month for that term. And so when you consider you're spreading those 30 visits out across all of the other posts that people are right, right. You're not getting all 30 visits. Like you're sharing these with the competition. Um, And so like you got to create a lot of content before you're driving a ton of organic traffic in to be able to do things on your site. And so like emerging markets makes organic a lot harder. Um, You also then have probably limited control over who actually sees your content, right? Google's opinion matters. And so, and Google is going to serve, serve your content to who it thinks it's the best fit for based off their past search history, things like that. So like if I jump on, I've, right? Any of us working here at Lean Labs, we look at our client site, we look at our client's content content all the time. So if we type in a search term in Google, it's going to serve up some of our client's websites. And so you have to use an incognito window in order to see what Google would actually show someone. Um, and so that makes it a little harder, right? Because if someone, the past experience that someone has had is now going to tailor some of the search results. Um, yeah. I think that would uh, 
challenges of organic. Yeah. So it sounds like a large, large portion of the challenges is that you need to be able to be patient, um, which is more about more than just being patient, right? Like you need to be able to have the time mm-hmm. and the budget to be able to be patient. Um, Matt, do you have any other thoughts on the biggest challenges of, of organic? Yeah, there's a few. And what, you know, so Chris mentioned an emerging market. Um, you know, we were just talking with a, a client earlier where, you know, we're kind of coming to the realization that, uh, you know, this is another challenge is that creating content around what we say on the website, this tool is, is about, is actually not helpful because, um, you know, most of the, most of their market, uh, has a tool that does in, in name, uh, in name and not, th- you know, or theory, uh, it does that thing, but the, it doesn't do it as well as, as our, you know, as our clients does and our clients does some other awesome things as well. But, you know, it's, it's, it's hard when there's a, not an understanding in the market of like, Hey, this is actually what you need. And if that term or that thing doesn't exist, so therefore there is no search volume, kind of like what, what Chris was saying. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's obviously a, you know, a, you know, a pretty niche challenge, but it, it, it is one that can come up, which is just, if your market is, you know, misaligned or, or there is no term for what it is that you do or say, or it's, you know, it's a, it's a new thing. Um, like it's so new that the people don't, don't know about it or it's, um, you know, people kind of view traditionally view your product as a, co- a commodity, but it actually, uh, solves the problems that they, you know, that they're still having, despite the fact having a product that, you know, that does, for example, file integrity monitoring. Um, that's, that's obviously an issue. Now, uh, some other things that I would, that I would think about would be, um, you have to have a really good understanding, you know, kind of along that same vein, a better or a, a really good understanding of your, um, of your audience's challenges. You know, we use the jobs we done framework. So we're talking about, okay, mm-hmm. in this situation, this is what I want to do. This is the outcome I'm trying to achieve. Um, you know, so that, um, yeah, so that people see me as this and, um, you know, we're talking about the social, you know, social jobs be done and things like that. But we also talk a lot about, uh, you know, with, with our clients about digging into, uh, you know, the kind of the, you know, we call it the, the customer forces that pull them back from making that change, you know, anxieties, objections, um, what I'm trying to, I have the visual in my head where some other things are on that bottom line, um, external resources. So like budget, um, you know, final approval on these types of things, having a great understanding of that is crucial because then you can create content that is not just like, you know, very kind of top of phone, top of mind, like, uh, you know, it's kind of easier for them to forget. Then you can actually speak to their, their actual issues that they're having their problems. Again, going back to what I said earlier, the metrics they're responsible for, uh, what types of things might make or break success for them in their job. Uh, and you can create content around that. Now you also have to marry that up with some search volume. We got to have some search volume around those things. Uh, otherwise we're just you know, creating content that we're going to have to either pay to distribute, you know, through social or through, through other things like that, through email, um, or that's just not going to be seen. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's to me is a, a pretty, a pretty stiff challenge, but also just like understanding, um, understanding that, you know, like, high volume keywords. If you use a tool like SEM rush or anything like that, Ahrefs is another one, like high volume isn't for by and large does not necessarily mean it's going to be a, a good keyword for you to go after. And in most cases it's not, um, right. you know, you want, you want generally one stuff that is 
longer tail, less competitive, um, anything, you know, kind of things along that, along that line. Um, so you have to get that, those two things right, in, in my opinion. So we've talked a little bit about needing to be patient and about needing to be very strategic about which keywords uh, that you're targeting. What is something that you see lots of marketers get wrong about organic? Is there anything other than those elements um, that you've seen before where you're like, ah, that's a common misconception? <laughs> Chris, let's start with you. So things that get wrong around organic yeah. specifically. I think... So on one front, they're creating content for the sake of creating content, right? <laughs> We've seen a lot of a lot of sites will do it where they're just pumping out company updates and things like that and saying, no, we're publishing to the blog every week. It's like, well, nobody's searching for this. So it's just, yeah, you're publishing. It's sending some it's like signals to Google. Um, it's not anything people are actually searching for that's going to drive them into the buyer's journey and potentially help them. And so a lot of people are going to see this and then bounce and now... The actual metrics that articles getting aren't good anyways. And so it's not doing anything for you. Um, that's one. I think a lot of people also, because you have to rely on Google's opinion, right? Then Google's algorithm is going to change and you're at its whim. And so I think a lot of companies will Google post an algorithm update, right? And there are certain sites where you can see this, how like how volatile everything gets for a bit. <clears throat> and then, some sites will just lose traffic overnight, like ton, like thousands of visits just because Google changed something and they said, nope, this is different. And so now everyone's trying to fight the algorithm and they're like, okay, what do I need to do just to win with Google? Um, Google just wants people to get to good content and they're trying to figure it out with their algorithm as well, they're, right? They're not perfect. Um, AI at some point will be perfect and we'll all be replaced. But for now, uh, they're doing the best that they can in order to get people what they need and, and how they view everything. And so like earlier this year, we saw one algorithm update where we saw loss in traffic across a lot of websites um, that we're responsible for creating content for. And we just kept, kept on the strategy that we knew would work, creating very helpful content, you know, setting people up so they, all their questions are answered and then we're giving them some next steps. And Google corrected that algorithm update with the, of course, aptly named helpful content update. Uh, <laughs> and like literally overnight, we saw our traffic start going right back up. Like we didn't just say, oh, we, we got to change our strategy because this algorithm update changed. We said, no, we know we're doing the right thing with the content we're creating. And then once the algorithm caught back up, I mean, some of our sites have been growing like substantial. Like we went from seeing a nice growth curve to seeing like a just hockey stick straight up, you know, like growth on on some of these and it's just because of the way they, they fix it. And at some point that's going to fall off and they're going to have an algorithm update and we're going to have to deal with that. But we know the content we're creating is actually helpful to people who are reading it and looking for it. And so we're just going to stick with that. But I think a lot of companies do bend and say like, oh, we got to change our strategy, right? Just because they see a dip in traffic. It's like a knee jerk reaction. Um, and it's not necessarily going to play out for them in the future. Right. So we have to appease the Google gods, but remember that we're ultimately writing for humans. And as long as we keep writing and creating content that's valuable and useful for those humans, eventually trust that Google will catch back up. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Matt, do you have any other thoughts about uh, some things you've seen marketers get wrong about organic? Yeah, and it comes, you know, it kind of stems from the, you know, from the appeasing the Google side of that, which is, Choosing again, 
going back to choosing the right keywords that have enough volume that are you know they're not too difficult to rank for um but then not looking at what google is already showing and already ranking like particularly in the top one two three spots essentially analyzing the serp um, before you start creating an outline and creating that content if you just have the keyword you could create an amazing article on that around that keyword and it could be really great but if it's also not like again going back to writing you know appeasing google but also writing for humans like the first part of that is appeasing we need to be we need to be found first and to do that we have to have something that google google says is is around this search this is the type of information people need to have so yeah look at the serp you know you have to look at the the serp and for any given keyword evaluate what's you know what's in the number one ranking organic result what's what's on that page is it a product page is it a blog post is it a review site uh and then do the same thing for number two do the same thing for number three and i stopped there because that's where like i don't know like 70 something percent of the clicks in google search are in the top three something mm -hmm. like that um yeah. But you have, you have to do that before you start creating content. You can choose a great keyword that's like perfect and write a great article, but if it's not aligned with what Google thinks people need to understand for that query, you're not going to be, you're not going to show up and your great content's not going to be seen. So that's one. And the other one that I have is trying to, like we've been talking a lot about like blog posts and things like that, but not understanding that not every page is a rank page. Not every page is going to be something that should that should rank in, you know, in, or, in organic, in, you know, in, or, in organic search. Um, you know, generally, you know, when we talk about websites, we have, you know, four types of pages. We have pages that rank. So that can be blog posts. That's how we bring traffic into the site. That could be, a, you know, a pillar page. Uh, so something that is a comprehensive page about a given topic. Um, but then you also have, uh, you also have pages for, uh, you know, just brand pages. So that's like about your company and things like that. You have, qualifying pages where you are where you're qualifying kind of bringing people through your funnel you also have uh converting pages conversion pages like that's not necessarily going to be something that's going to be high entrance or you should expect to have high entrance into your site from uh you know from organic search or from anywhere that should be something that uh you know people get through and are nurtured into so i think the different types of pages uh is is a is a big one as well you know we in my time with that other agency, that was another service we offered was SEO. And it's like, you know, optimize, optimize this page for a search. It's like, okay, number one, optimize it for what? <laughs> what are we, what are we no one's, oh, you're optimizing it for a branded search. Your website's going to show up anyway there. But like, this is a landing, this is a landing page. We want it to be shown in search. It's like, well, the landing page is like for a targeted offer for a targeted audience. That's how you're going to get the most success for it. I don't know, you shouldn't necessarily want your your very specific landing pages with very specific offers to be pulling in a whole bunch of organic search traffic. I don't know that that's a goal for for anyone, but even even just like, a, you know, depending on how your website's set up with product pages and things like that, if the goal is to get them to a, to a demo, to a conversation, uh, to something else where you're kind of connecting people one-to-one, -one, I don't necessarily know that ranking there is going to be the best uh it could you know it could help but if you're going up against like again one of our clients is going up against brands like microsoft and ibm so like yeah if you google what their you know their their product solution is those ones show up because their domain authority is like in the 70s and the 80s and our clients right. is, our clients is like in the upper 20s and their page is not demonstrably better than that other one so what uh, there's no real you know 
there's no real no real point to trying to optimize that page because you're you're not you're just not going to win that. You need to bring that in through your ranking content, which is uh, your blog posts, pillar pages, and, and so on that you've optimized yeah. for organic search. Right. So if you maybe that's the uh, a pearl of wisdom for sure that we should take from this. If your domain authority is lower, you really should be focusing on those uh, lower difficulty, probably lower volume, longer tail terms to bring people in, and then focus on keeping those people <laughs> and nurturing them through the site to get to those pages um, where they may eventually convert. And if you're, and if you're a lower domain authority than your competitors, um, again, or just like what's not even just actual competitors, but like your search competitors who show up in Google ahead of you, again, you're going to have to make something that is demonstrably better than, than what is there. You're going to have to include what's there because we know that's what Google is, is showing and, and ranking. But you're going to have to add some original insights, something else, and you're going to have to invest in a great piece of content to, yeah. to conquer that mountain. Absolutely. All right. This has been a great conversation. Let's leave it off with one uh, last actionable piece of advice for our listeners. So if we say high level, what is your number one tip? Uh, for increasing organic traffic or like one tactic our listeners can hit the ground running with today. Um, what would be a tactic that you would share? Um, let's start with Matt for this one. So mine would be to create helpful, focus on creating helpful, insightful content that aligns with, or that is, that is built around a keyword that has some search volume to it. Excellent. Not too, not too much, not too competitive, but that's mm -hmm. that's where I would just uh, you can you can do a lot just from from that. There's a, there's a billion other things I would include, but you know, for right. one to, to get and get organic traffic going, focus on being helpful and insightful uh, to your target audience, and just align those insights with what people are already searching for, uh, especially those long tail searches and, and searches that are in the forms of questions. Perfect. And Chris, what is your one tactic that you want to share? Since I can't use the same one, uh, <laughs> understanding the user's intent, right? Like we, we know what search terms are, they're going to be looking for things like that. They're all at a different stage of the buyer's journey. And so if you know, hey, they're looking for this type of answer, and this is generally where they're at in their you know consideration phase or something, right? We can now tailor the content to get them exactly what they need and give them the logical next step. And so getting them into the article is like step one. We need to you know, create content that they want to come into. Google is going to promote more content that gets someone further into our site, right? So if we have a low bounce rate because they're like, they get to that page and they say, hey, I want to look, look at other articles. I clicked on the CTA, like things like that. They don't go right back to the search and type something new in. Um, or even just click on competitor articles, right? It's going to help us with our search rankings, but it's also not giving the people what they need based on where they are. And so, yeah. Awesome. Those are great insights. And hopefully uh, listeners can take those and get started um, building some new organic traffic. Um, so thanks so much for joining us today, Matt and Chris. Uh, hopefully our listeners have been able to pick up some great tips and tricks um, for ramping up their traffic. So thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. And until next time, this has been Growth Team Radio. Want to grow your business? You're trying to find the right path to do it? Well, we've got the answers. 
go to stopscaling.com. Yes, you heard right. Go to stopscaling.com where we'll show you the exact way to grow your business this year.